This episode of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast is brought to you by Palms and Parks. They are high-quality t-shirts and tank tops that have cool, fun designs that help show off your love for Disney in a unique and smart way. Visit them at palmsandparks.com and check out what their store has to offer. There's something there for everyone. Computer, what are you tracking? Disney Parks Podcast. Warning. Meteor shower and range. Just a little one. Resort loop. zippity doo pod. The disc Time to get serious. Locking autopilot on homing signal. Now! I'm tracking a big show on the scope. Could be ours. Computer, first stop. Identify. Unofficial Universal Podcast. Definitely not our show. Go, go, go! Another big guy coming up. Computer, slow. And identify. Disney Magic Hour. Still not our show, but at least this one's the right brand. Asteroid Impact in 60 seconds. We can't stop now. Keep going. Keep going. Warning. Meteor Impact. Abort mission. Abort. Abort. Nocturnal Disney. Forget it. Get them out now. And into the Nocturnal Disney Podcast. I'm bringing the party to you. Look, I really don't want to hurt you. I wouldn't stress about it. Give it to Ronan so he can destroy the galaxy? What are you, some saint all of a sudden? What has the galaxy ever done for you? Why would you want to save it? Because I'm one of the idiots who lives in it! Peter. You have a metal arm? That is awesome, dude! I wear them front. I wear them back. I, I go, go inside, inside out. out. Then, then I go, I go front, front and back. Dad! What is this thing? Look how it thinks it's so cool. It's not cool to get help. Walk by yourself, you little gargoyle. I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss. I'm glad. I don't care. You couldn't have done that earlier. I hate you. This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! Thank you for joining us for episode 25 of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast. My name is Bryce. This is Chris. Say man. How's it going, everybody? Right. Ready for to talk about some Marvel trailers. Aren't we, though? Or a Marvel trailer. <laughs> Are you excited about it, Chris? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. If you want to join our discussion, you can join us on Facebook. Just search the Nocturnal Disney Podcast and join a little group. You can email me at my email address, which is Bryce at NocturnalDisneyPodcast.com. That's B-R-I-C-E at NocturnalDisneyPodcast.com. And you can say something quick to me on Twitter at Disney Nocturnal. And you can also find me on Instagram at the Nocturnal Disney Podcast, all separated by underscores. Tonight, we're talking, like you already mentioned, Miss Marvel trailer. It's number three. It's movies coming out in March. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some things that Samuel L. Jackson said about it. We're also going to talk about Johnny Depp and the ludicrous amount of money that that man made for all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. We're going to talk about Lindsay Lohan. We're going to talk about Bob Iger. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. It's either feast or famine, man. We had nothing yep. or everything. Yep. But in any case, let's just jump into it. Let's go. So, Chris, I don't feel like it is very 
you know, out there, especially since I've already said this a number of times on this show, Marvel is bad at trailers. <laughs> Sometimes. Right? Sometimes. I mean, granted, the Infinity War trailers were pretty good, but I can't decide whether or not those were actually good yeah. or I was just so excited for the movie. Yeah, I I mean, I've I found them pretty good. I enjoy them. Right. I mean, it's not I mean, I know they're not really really amazing, but they're also not terrible. Sure. Absolutely so. not. We are not here though to talk about the Infinity War trailer. No. We're here to talk about the Miss Marvel trailer number 3. <sighs> Chris, give me your thoughts on it, because I feel like you are really excited about this trailer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a tough three trailers, dude. <laughs> As we said before on the show, we, we, we reviewed the first trailer, we reviewed the second one, and I would say that we don't hate it. It's not like we're... Like I said, it's how, how we say many times. We feel like it's just a really random movie being brought out at a random time when like we're not into it like we're not because we're so wanting to see Endgame right. that they're throwing this in front of us and they, like I said we before we, we just feel like it's not uh, something we would necessarily want to see it feels a little bit like this year's version of Ant-Man and the Wasp right right and the thing is is that at least we have an established attachment with the Ant-Man and the Wasp right so I mean there's a little bit of that going for it with Miss Marvel you don't so the third one came out, and I'm hoping that the complaints that me and you've had about these trailers is that they're essentially one and two are the same. Third one really isn't exactly the same as one and two. It's kind of different. They showed a little bit more, I feel, dialogue in between Samuel Jackson and, and Miss Marvel and all that. Absolutely they do. The trailer's only a minute and, what, 50 seconds? It's a, it's a short trailer. Yeah. Especially for, like, a third trailer. You know, because usually... One through three, the first one's usually around a minute, maybe 50, two minutes, something like that. And then Seconds. the third one, yeah. And uh, the thir- the second and third one, they're usually really big because they're just trying to sell you on it. That's their home run hit trailers. Right. This one didn't feel like a home run hit trailer. It was a minute and 50 seconds, and my God, Bryce, I had such a hard time. Getting through this trailer, dude. It was a minute and 50 seconds of just pure pain. (laughs) Now, it is not the easiest trailer to get through. It's a minute and 50-something seconds, and it feels a lot longer than that. It feels like a three-minute trailer. And the thing is, and this isn't bashing Brie Larson, because she is an amazing actress. She really is. But especially in her work in the room... And stuff like that. She is the problem with this trailer, though. Oh, my Lord, yes. <laughs> yes, Bryce. It's just, it was insane to me because this was their trailer. They're trying to sell you on her as a character, I felt like, in this trailer. This is what you're going to get with her. And I don't want that. <laughs> like, it was, her dialogue, and again, me and you were talking about it right before we came in here. Like, whether it's the script that they wrote or what, but her delivery on it just felt so painful to watch. And again, and, and I feel weird saying that because I'm not an actor. I don't know. I, I know that I would be terrible, but I'm just saying her delivery to me came off insanely annoying and just really bland. Right, absolutely. And, you know, I hear people make that argument all the time, right? Oh, I'm I'm not this, so I can't really say. I'm not why, so I can't really say. 
And I feel like that's a nonsense argument because here's the deal. I'm not a chef, but if I get a piece of crap meal, I know that, hey, this is a bad meal. I don't want to continue to eat this. Yeah. Right? If I get a bad wine, hey, I do not enjoy this wine. Right. I don't need to be an expert in wine to tell me, hey, I don't like this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So your opinion is no less valid that you're not an actor. That being said, 100%, I agree with you. Well, I'm happy that you do. Because, oh my God. I wonder if we're the minority on this. Because me and you haven't checked anything. I haven't checked the reactions about it, nor do I care. But I just wonder if we really are or if that people have had the same trouble that we've had. They are. Because not that I care, but... I like to see what other people are saying. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I, I watch other YouTube personalities and stuff like that. And they are saying, she is not doing anything for me. And I've been saying this ever since the first trailer came out. I hated all of the trailers for Black Panther. All right. of them. And it is in my top five movies from Marvel now. I really like that movie. I, I did, and I really liked them. Right. You did? I did. See, I couldn't stand them. Mm-hmm. It was to the point where I was like... Especially that one where they had that hip-hop beat. I loved it. Yeah. I really liked it. Because to me, it felt something different. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they're preaching it to a different audience, too. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Going back to the timing of it, though. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, oh, it's a minute and 50 seconds. It's not a long trailer, especially for a third one. And you're right. And part of it is even that same punch to the old lady again. And they give us, and they give us even more of that fight. Same punch to the old lady, and and you and you want to know what? It's either that they are hiding something in this movie because they just literally it's a lot of the same scenes, some different stuff that they showed the scrolls kind of shaping to you know they see someone and they kind of shape to it, which was pretty cool. That was cool. I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, it, it they had you know they showed like the banter between her and and Samuel Jackson a little more, but like that scene where they're sitting down and he's like you know how do I know you're not a scroll, and she just like shoots the beam. It's just like she seems so emotionless. Now the thing is, we don't know about Miss Marvel. Is that her character? I don't know, but she. I would almost think that it is uh-huh. only because in. Every scene that she's in, she's doing the same thing. It's very bland. It is very bland. And in the trailers, it's been hard to watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm she saying? She has like the same emotion with delivering nearly every line. Now, again, it could be that's what they told her to go with the character. That could be her interpretation of the character. For you Miss Marvel fans out there, that might be the character. It just doesn't jive with me at all. I'm a big fan of Batman. Right. Right. And because of that, a lot of people are like, oh, you just want your movies and your comic books to be dark and brooding. And that's not true. I very much like humor in my movies. I very much like humor in my comic book movies. I freaking love Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I think that movie is brilliant. And I think it's probably the funniest movie that Marvel has ever made. Yeah. And again, Go back and listen to it. I think it's episode 14. But we have a top five Marvel list, and that was number one for me. But in any case, that's not the point. The point is that the comedy in this trailer is so bad. 
It's very bad. It's so bad. Nothing connected for me. Going back to what you were saying. Oh, it's a photon blast. Scrolls can't do that. And I'm just supposed to take your word on that? Not even a chuckle. Not but even a grin. It was just so bland, though, by both of them, right. too. And I'm surprised because Samuel Jackson, it felt very bland. And the thing was is that if, you know, he was in the scenes with her, he was the only one carrying those scenes, it felt like. And another thing, too, they had Jude Law in this trailer. We see him for a quick second. I like what I saw, even though it's not really much. But I but I like Jude Law as an actor, and I think he's an, he's a, he's an awesome actor. And we do know that he's going to be playing a big role in the movie, so maybe that is your redemption. Maybe that brings that movie back. What what I kind of find kind of funny is is that everyone gave all this crap about Gal Gadot being Wonder Woman, and she crushed it for a lot of people. I know there's some people who were like, no, but she crushed it for a lot of people. The box office says so. The critic says so. And it's just weird because a lot of it was she was a model. She can't act. She's not big enough. They cast Brie Larson, who's a great actress. A lot of people like her. And it's just weird in these trailers that it's just not doing it for me, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. It is. It is a bit odd, you know? Quick question. Are we giving this movie a lot of crap because it's in front of Endgame? Is it that we're just sitting here going, I just want Endgame and this trailer and this movie's in the way? I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Since Endgame dropped its trailer and you and I spoke about it, yeah, I haven't thought about it once. Okay. I'm excited for Endgame, but at the same time, it's not coming out for a number of months. It's not coming out until the end of April. So we have four months to get through before we even get a chance to see the movie. I got too much going on to really care about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not to sound rude, but it's just I need to focus on other things before I get to Avengers. Once I get to Avengers, it's going to have my attention. You know, yeah. because once we get through Captain Marvel, that's going to be the next movie that comes out almost within a month, if I'm not mistaken. If Captain Marvel releases early March, we have about two months to get through, but otherwise. So, no, in my opinion, no, I'm not giving it crap because it's coming out in front of Endgame. If anything, I want Captain Marvel to be good because I know Captain Marvel's character is going to play a big part in Endgame. I want to enjoy her. I don't want to go, oh my God, I have to endure two and a half more hours of this character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. But like I said, to be fair with these trailers, they're all very much the same shots, very much a lot of the same dialogues, same scenes, same action bits. Right. So it could be that there is just this massive, amazing movie that they're just like, we're not going to show you guys. We know you guys are going to come. You're gonna watch it and you're gonna be floored when you see it. And it's a Marvel movie. So you don't you don't bet against that. Sure. But then you do have the reverse of that, which is, hey, these are the only really good parts of the movie that we can show. Let's go ahead and show these and then pray that everyone thinks it's a Marvel movie and it'll be good and they'll just come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to be pessimistic, but that is an option. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, buddy. Yeah. And just going back to the fact that Miss Marvel is going to be such a big part of Endgame, Samuel L. Jackson had an interview with E.T., and he more or less just flat out said, 
she is going to be instrumental in defeating Thanos because she is as powerful as Thanos, which is crazy to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also said, and I didn't know this, that she can time travel. Did you know that? No. Yeah, that's bizarre. Not until he said it. So is that how we go back in time? Because we know that there's going to be time travel elements in this movie. I don't know. It's it's gonna be odd. Yeah, a lot of people were complaining that Samuel Jackson spoiled the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, eh, maybe. Disney police coming up to Samuel Jackson taking away all the money right now. <laughs> Director Fury no more. Yeah. I don't know. Again, Disney really I I can't say if it's genius or stupidity. We'll we'll know as soon as once these two movies are done. But whether or not it was a good idea to introduce Marvel in her own solo movie before uh, Endgame or whether or not it should have been something after Endgame. And then we can go back. You know, like, that's going to be really interesting to see whether or not this all kind of pays off. We introduced Iron Man in his own movie. Mm -hmm. We introduced Captain America, Thor, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. All of these characters in their own movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, and gave it no second thought. We have had a few characters that were introduced in other movies, right? We got introduced to Hawkeye and Thor. Mm -hmm. We got introduced to Black Widow and Iron Man 2. The major ones, though, have been Spider-Man and Civil War. Black Panther. And Black Panther and Civil War as well. The reason why I think that that worked for Black Panther and Spider-Man, number one, everybody knows the story of Spider-Man. Yeah. Everyone knows that story. It's the same thing with Batman. Everyone knows the story of Batman. Black Panther is really not all that difficult of a concept to wrap your head around. Here's a guy. He's highly skilled. Taught since he was a baby. Wears this crazy suit that makes him bulletproof. Cool. We're on board. Mm -hmm. Right? I just told you that this character has the ability to time travel. Just, hey, you know what? I'm tired of being... Here, I'm going to go somewhere else in time. Yeah. That's insane. That kind of power, that kind of craziness, I do feel needs to be introduced in her own movie as a way to explain her powers, right? Because okay. look at Infinity War. What if we had to explain everything about Doctor Strange and Infinity War? It would have really bogged down the movie. It would have made the movie much, much longer and no one would really understand about Doctor Strange. If we have like that same level of craziness, which it sounds like we will, for Captain Marvel, I do think that they need to introduce her in her own movie before bringing her in into Avengers. Okay. That's just me, though. All right. Well, I guess we're going to find out, buddy. And we'll be right here giving our reviews of the movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely we will. <laughs> I mean, Fury said that she is the most powerful character with powers in the Marvel Universe. Right. That needs to be explained. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go from one franchise to another, my friend. We're going from star battles and all that kind of stuff to sea battles. Let's talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> now, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides cost Disney 3785 million dollars and that's insane that's a crazy number that's, that is a that is lot. avengers justice league star wars budgets 
And the only reason it was a Justice League number was because they reshot the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what if I told you that almost exactly a quarter of that went to one person? Do you keep that? Mm. Now, granted... It went to the monkey. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it went to the other character named Jack. went to Johnny Depp. <laughs> I really like Johnny Depp. I think he's a really good actor. I really enjoyed him in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I enjoyed him as Willy Wonka. A lot of people didn't. I loved him in Secret Window. I thought he was awesome in that movie. That being said, he's not worth $90 million. And that's what Disney is going to save by not putting him in this next movie. Yeah, dude. So I think that's absolutely crazy. $90 million on a... Dude, there are budgets in movies that are just like $90 million. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yes. So one person is is just absolutely crazy. I mean, you can see how he can bought, he bought an island for himself. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Here's the thing. Kudos to his agent for getting him that number because I can't imagine making $90 million in the span of long shoots for like six months. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair... He took a, f- a franchise that was based on a ride, which everybody was like, how? And he did, for the first movie anyway, knock it out of the park. And the first movie is a masterpiece. I love the first movie. So do I. I have a good time with the first movie. Um, and then it just, you know, kind of went in a bunch of different directions. I think that was more so the writing of the movie and not so much Johnny Depp. Right. I felt like Johnny Depp became more of a main character when I felt like he really should not have been. That's fair. I, I just feel personally like that. And then the whole bit with when they focus too much on him being the same drunk walking around dude, you're just kind of like, eh, that kind of tired me out, you know? And we should say that Johnny Depp didn't get paid $90 million from Go. You know, Curse of the Black Pearl, he did not make $90 million. Right. They saw what he did with Curse of the Black Pearl and then upped his pay. Right, right. (laughs) So, like you said, it kind of does make sense that they would pay him that much money because they brought in a Oh, no, I don't think it makes sense. I'm just saying the argument could be made because I still don't think that makes any sense, but the argument could be made, hey, he took this franchise that was literally a a children's ride and now it's a multi-billion dollar franchise. Exactly. Exactly. But that's the thing. It went from that to a multi-billion dollar franchise. Now, there's five movies in that franchise to get it to a billion dollars, but still a billion dollars was made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still very, very impressive. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, basically, I guess the point of the article is now that they're going to reboot it, they're not going to have that $90 million tag on those movies, which doesn't put even more pressure on it, you know, to have to make that $90 million back that they already put out just on a human, you know? Exactly. And they don't have to have a Jack Sparrow character. You would think with a movie like that, Pirates of the Caribbean, of course you have monsters and sea monsters, that sort of stuff. But a lot of it lends itself to be practical. Yes, Pirates of the Caribbean is in the Caribbean, the Caribbean, and it's water is crystal. It's a scenic. It's beautiful over there. You know what I'm saying? 
So and and you have these awesome looking ships, which I don't want to see in CGI. And kudos to them; a lot of them weren't. Black um, Pearl was not. No. So what's so that that's what's the cool thing about pirates, right? It yeah. lends itself to not necessarily too much green screen. Not it shouldn't be so insanely special effects heavy. Granted, they're gonna be some there. But I mean, that's just a lot of money that you don't have to necessarily spend, you know? Well, but I mean, look at the stories that they told, right? Mm. The first Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, at night, the entire cast got turned to skeletons. It's a lot of CGI. Yeah. The second one, Dead Man's Chest. All Davy Jones and his entire crew, CGI. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, this, the, the stuff they showed at sea and stuff like that, there's a lot of cool shots, and it's just practical. Exactly. You know, that's what I'm getting at. Right, right. What I was saying is if you go back into a story like, you know, Blackbeard again you and do it differently, that can be 95% practical effects and be awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Disney, stop spending money frivolously. That's really the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Chris, so I feel it's fair to say that you were pretty upset by the Captain Marvel trailer, yeah? A little bit, yeah. See, I had the same reaction to another story that we're going to talk about right now. (laughs) My favorite princess movie, and like the Disney princess movies, is Little Mermaid. Okay. I love the music in that movie. Mm -hmm. I think the movie is really funny. I love Sebastian. I like Flounder. I think Ariel, while she can be annoying, is just precocious, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And precocious is not really the word I would use to describe Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) No, not really. And that's who desperately wants to play... (laughs) The role of 16-year-old Ariel is a 32-year-old Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. No. No, Lindsay. Well, Mm-mm. I mean, you can want to do something. Oh, it doesn't, sure. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. She said she was going to harass her agent to harass Disney well, to get her fine. the job. That's hilarious because Disney <laughs> doesn't care about Lindsay Lohan's agent at the moment. In the new reboot of the, or not reboot, in the new live action movie that they're going to be doing for Little Mermaid, Lindsay Lohan is not the face they want on the posters. Absolutely I not. I guarantee you. Not, and again, it's not just because of how crazy she looks now or through all. She's just been in a lot of scandals, a lot of crap going on in her life. Disney has never been the sort of people to be, let's be friends with these people. It's different if you're in a contract with somebody. But you can see Disney is very, very hardball with who they hire, how they want them to be represented, especially one of the main original princesses in a beloved franchise. No, no, no. Not happening, Lindsay. Absolutely not. Lindsay Lohan, if she wanted to be in that movie, you know who she could be? Is the maid who is cleaning up Prince Eric's apartment. (laughs) <laughs> his really? castle I was thinking about the uh, the chef that was trying to cook Sebastian <laughs> Le Poisson 
<laughs> I love that song, man. That song's so funny. I just, I can't imagine a world where she is anywhere near this movie. Well, just be happy that this is just something that, you know, a lot of actors and actresses say they would like to do something. I mean, Josh Brolin even said he would like to play Bruce Wayne. I mean, like, there's just lots of cool stuff that you hear, you know, and you hear from actors and actresses that are just kind of saying, yeah, I'd do it. And of course they would want to do it. It's work it's and it's money, you know, for a big exactly. franchise. I mean, who wouldn't say it? Now, I'll be worried if Disney comes out and is like, we're in talks, <laughs> you know, but right now this is just someone who's saying they would like to. It's not going to happen, though. It's not going to happen, Bryce. So don't worry about it, buddy. Oh, I'm not worried about it. But I just, I, her saying that she wants to forces me to think about it. And that's a world I don't want to live in, Chris. Well, you know what? We're not going to have to. <laughs> so it's okay. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. On behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, we'd like to welcome you to the Magic Kingdom. Now, Chris, you and I just talked about Johnny Depp, how he's making $90 million for the Pirates movies. And you and I both said, that's a crazy number. I can't believe they're paying that man that much money. That's insane. And now I'm going to kind of turn hypocrite a little bit because Bob Iger is talking about expanding the parks. Yeah. And he's talking about dropping $20 billion, with a B, on the parks. And that's very exciting. Yeah. And and to put that in the context, that's not just uh West Coast and East Coast here in the United States. We're talking about all the Disney parks around exactly. the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy. Me too. And he said he's gonna do it over the next five years. And just from knowing what we know is going to happen here in Florida, it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because Right now, we're still working on a whole new restaurant over by Mission Space in Epcot. We have the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. We have the refurbishment of Spaceship Earth. That is going to be a massive redo. It's going to take two years. Yeah. We have a new fireworks show coming to Epcot. We have a new fireworks show at Magic Kingdom. We have Rivers of Light over at Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. We have the new show that's probably coming to Hollywood Studios. We have a lot of stuff going on. We have the Tron roller coaster coming out. The Minnie and Mickey roller coaster. Exactly. Which is not like a massive news, but I mean, they're removing the Hollywood ride, which I know for a lot of people is a beloved ride. Exactly. And Star Wars. <laughs> and they included Avatar in that as well. So what Bob Iger was saying was that just now there's more and more and more interest in people wanting to be a part of and experiencing the stories and the characters that Walt Disney has. He said, it's never been like this ever. Right. There's more want for this than ever before. And I have a thought as to why they have so much more stuff now. Yeah. Mickey has been around since the thirties. My grandparents didn't really care a lot about Disney. My mom loves Disney. My dad He's okay with it. And so now I feel like now we're getting into a situation where my generation, I've never known a world without Disney and without a bulk of Disney's projects. You know what I'm saying? Because I was born in 88. Disney had about 30-ish movies 
in their library at that point. So I had quite a bit to choose from when I was a kid. I got to go up through the the Renaissance. It was great. I know you did the same thing. I know my brother did the same thing. So I feel like now we're getting to a point where Disney is so ingrained in our culture that just Disney proper I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. that you're going to have more people who want to experience the characters and experience the movies. Then you add Marvel to that. Then you add Avatar to that. Now you're adding Star Wars to that. What are you going to do? What I think it is, too, you're one thing, one big thing that you're missing, the movies. The movies now, I'm saying, in, in line with what you were saying with Avatar, Star Wars, and all that stuff, Wreck-It Ralph, all these beloved uh, redos that they're doing, they're reaching markets that have never been reached before. That's true. The new, like, look at what, I know this isn't a Disney movie, but look at Aquaman, or not even just Aquaman, look at uh, what Avengers did in China. It's the highest grossing superhero movie in China ever. It's like $350 million it made over there, like, alone, or something like that. It was insane. Right. So it's reaching markets around the world that normally people were maybe a little less interested. It's now going everywhere. You know, so the of course the demand around the world is going to go up. So that's why you see it not just in the United States that the West Coast and East Coast are getting it done, but it's being done worldwide, which ultimately means all of our ticket prices and everything's going to go up even more than what it's been going up right now. Yeah, and I'll talk about that in a little while. <laughs> um, part of this $20 billion dollars, is actually going right into Magic Kingdom, obviously. Uh, they're in the process of tearing up the Walt Disney World Speedway. The track is in shambles. <laughs> Get it out of here. You want it gone. I want it gone. I agree with you. I do. I agree with you 100%. I think that that thing just takes up space. It takes up space that you can use it for something else. Well, the reason they're tearing up the track right now is because they're putting in the foundation and all the room that they're going to need for the Tron roller coaster. Which I would rather have. I'm very excited about it. Dude, I'm pumped. Oh, my God. (laughs) I cannot wait for that ride. Yeah. Ever since I saw it come out at Shanghai, I was like, I have to go to Shanghai. And Bob Iger's like, listen, stay home. Stay Stay in Florida. I'll feed you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just wait a couple of years. I said, I-, I can wait. I'm patient. And he said, okay. And here we come. Tron's coming to Florida. Makes me very excited. Yep. Now, Chris, Bob Iger comes to you and says, Chris, we have this $20 billion that we're working with here. We need a project. We want your dream project. Tell me, Chris, what would you put in the parks and where would you put it? I know, it's a hard one, right? On the spot, jeez. (laughs) I mean, but, you know, that goes in line with our point on this whole thing. It could be anything. It really could. When you're talking about just the movies alone next year, like this year they made bank. When you're talking about next year with all the different properties, from Star Wars to Marvel to the Disney remakes to Pixar movies, dude. You're talking about all these movies. When everyone's sitting here saying which one of these is going to make the almost $2 billion, like that is, that's nuts. That's, it really is. That's insane. And then you got the Avatar movies coming out eventually. So, I mean, you got all these properties 
and you have like if you're an imagineer right now, this is probably the time to be one, right? You're in a, you're in a heyday. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. And that's just so exciting. You know, cuz you're right. It is going to cause ticket prices to go up. We're already seeing that. But I think if we stick it out, some of the experiences that we're going to be able to have are just going to be awesome. Not to harper on your last review, but your review on the Six Flags. Yeah. It made me go, I want to try that one day. Yeah, absolutely. Is Do I have a plan on that one day? No. Do I plan on that one day being soon? No. <laughs> Is that one day more of like, hey, if I'm traveling in that part of the country and I have the time and money to do it, sure. Right. Disney is not like that. No. That is not Disney. And when I heard you describe Six Flags and Disney, it really makes you go, the little things in Disney really matter over, let's say, the craziest roller coasters in Six Flags. They really do. It's an experience going to Disney. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I can go to Disney ride two or three rides and the rest of the time just walk around like watch people it's fun to watch people eat the food and just take in the ambiance i think it's fair to say that it's not so much the prices that i would say if me and you that are being upset about obviously we don't want prices to go up but i feel like if they just get a hold on the traffic and the crowd somehow that can make the prices going up a little better. Well, I think they're going to start getting a Because hold that on. does add to your overall experience. It really does. And I think that they are going to be able to get a hold on the traffic a little bit more mm-hmm. coming up soon. And we're going to talk about that when we start talking about the resorts. But like for me personally, if I could put anything in Disney, I would take out Splash Mountain, leave it as the same ride, and re-theme it either as Moana or Disney villains. I really, really want the Disney villains to get some play in the parks, and they don't have you, it. You sold that for me right there, buddy. <laughs> Amen. Because they have Club Villain over in Hollywood Studios, and I haven't gotten a chance to get over there and do that yet, but it looks really fun. Matter of fact, I think it may have closed. I'll have to check into that. But in any case, it looked really fun, you know, because you did get to hang out with all the villains. They've been doing this for the last couple of years, Halloween parties. And all of the villains come out. And you can meet some of the more rare villains. You can meet Radigan. Yeah. Did you even know that they had a costume for Radigan? Because I didn't. <laughs> Not for Somewhere a Somewhere it's like only one costume. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's continue on this just talk of fun expansion and talk about Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. The company that's helping Disney build Galaxy's Edge got to tour it recently. The one out in California, obviously. That's the one that's close to being done. And they wrote an article on it, and I want to talk about it because it's close. Yeah. They said that, All of the structures are in place, so you can walk in, and you're good to go. Now, they don't have everything hammered out, like Oga's Cantina, 
right? They know for a fact that they're going to serve alcohol there. They know that they're going to serve certain drinks there and whatnot, but they don't have like the menu hammered out. Right, right. So that's essentially where we are. We're waiting for those details to get hammered out. The details that you're like, oh, this is important to Disney. The experience, you're right. It is. They need to get these right. They need to hammer them out. And that's what they're doing because, man, just as someone who creates things, I cannot wait, Chris, at all. Once something is done, I'm like, take it. Take it. See it. Look at it. Tell me what you think. I want, it's almost like that immediate gratification. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for Disney to show this restraint (laughs) and pray that nobody flies over Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's really impressive. Yeah. And it makes me very happy. So the way that the writer was saying that this land works is when you walk into the land, you're going under a tunnel, right? You're going in a tunnel and it's dark and it's supposed to mimic you fading out and fading into a new scene in a movie, right? And they've done that here in Magic Kingdom. I feel like maybe to a lesser extent because I don't think that it has that necessarily same effect that they're going for. I'm not saying that I really care or that I really noticed it, but when they're talking about it here, they're going for a cinematic effect because each tunnel, the first time you see Galaxy's Edge, you are supposed to be just submerged in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They said it is supposed to be a beautiful cinematic shot. And what is something that a lot of beautiful cinematic Star Wars shots have? It's people. I hope that it's as you know bustling and as vibrant as what they're kind of explaining it to be. Mm-hmm. You I, know? Ho- I hope they make it feel as lived in and as... Uh as real as the Harry Potter world in Universal. And I keep saying that as... And I know that's something that me and you keep talking about. That's something that we keep saying that that's the bar because that is where the bar is. It literally is the bar. So... Right now, that is the pinnacle of theme park situations. When you walk in there, and I keep telling this to people, but you got to experience this for yourself. You walk in there, you literally feel like you just walked into a completely new world. So... You know that, you know how you're just saying you want it to be out there. You want people to look. Disney has to get this right. This is not a small property. This is their biggest one. This is their bank. You know, of the, you got the three big ones. You got Avatar that they're hoping will take off with the sequels. You got all the Marvel movies that they have coming out. Now you got Star Wars. Star Wars is like the King Daddy, dude. That's the big one. That's you're going to be, it's they're, what they're putting all their money and time into. So I get that. And I like that, that they're taking this time to make sure they get it correct. Exactly. Me too. Because what they were saying is, going back to I hope it looks lived in, one thing that I've always noticed when I was watching Star Wars movies is that they did. They always looked lived in, especially when it came out in the 1970s. Star Wars just had that dirty, grungy look to it where then you watch something like Star Trek and everything's shiny and pristine, right? Not so much with Star Wars. And I think that's really cool. I think that's really interesting. And that's what they said they're giving us with Galaxy's Edge. They said that the buildings are pre-weathered. And that's exactly what they did with the Himalayas area. 
over Animal Kingdom. Yeah, and it looks awesome. It looks so cool. It looks really well. I love it. So, if that's what they're going to kind of do with us, but with Star Wars, I'm in. Solid. I cannot wait. Want it right now. Keeping with, like, the same movie look, they were talking about Oga's Cantina. Mm -hmm. Tiny. Tiny, 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 tiny. Small. It's going to be the only place in Disneyland that serves liquor. So, that's new. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But they said they're going to have a couple tables. Gonna have a couple booths, probably gonna be a bar right there in the middle. But really, other than that, just like the movie, everyone's gonna be standing, and it's gonna be a line. Oh, it's gonna be a massive line. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? People are going to go ballistic when that park opens. I'm not looking forward to being there opening day, <laughs> but I'm going to be. <laughs> I can't wait for the war in comparisons when the move, when it comes out here in Florida next next winter. I can't wait for the comparisons and to see what we got better over here as opposed to over there. And as always, it's going to be better over here because ours is always bigger. Always bigger. We always. have, But, I mean, to be fair, we just have more land. Yeah, we have way more space. Way more space. Ah. <laughs> uh. Are you checking in tonight? Welcome home. Chris, remember a moment ago you asked me, like, man, I really want Disney to get a hold of their traffic situation. Yes. Nowhere on property is it worse than Disney Springs. Amen. And to be fair to Disney, they have tried. They have tried to fix it, right? It used to be a catastrophe when it was all surface parking because all you had was surface parking, and that was it. I don't even want to imagine that, and I'm so happy that par- I've never experienced that in my life. So, Dude, downtown Disney was a nightmare. Then we got the parking garage, right? We got line parking garage, and we're like, this is freaking awesome. We love it. But it wasn't enough, and then... Almost immediately, they started building the orange parking garage, right? Mm -hmm. That was fantastic. And then you and I were there recently, and we're like, this is a nightmare. Yeah, There is nowhere to park. Surface was full. Both garages were full. They were pulling people out and putting them over at Typhoon Lagoon, Mm -hmm. which, um, as a quick side note, is confusing. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, I shouldn't be back here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because you got to go far back there. They actually have shuttles to take you back to Disney Springs. Jeez. But moving on, because that's not why we're here. We are here to talk about grapefruits, Chris. Yeah. It's the new parking garage, baby. I love grapefruits. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to love this grapefruit so much. It is opening up February 2019. And I can't wait. Right around the corner, buddy. I'm very excited because if nothing else, I'm hoping this will end the construction in the area. I don't know about that. At least on the roads, man. At least on the roads. (laughs) Because you have a four-lane road right outside Disney Springs, and you can't freaking use it. Yeah. You're down to two lanes. Yeah. One east, one west, and that just... 
it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, hopefully this will end a lot of problems. I mean, I don't think it's going to be completely fixable, but it'll definitely help, you know? Because the thing is, is like for us, our time to go is the weekends. That's when we make our family trips, is when we make our our friend trips, when we go up. We usually go up Friday and we want to stay Saturday and Sunday. Those are the busiest nights, right? Because that's when everybody has off. So, I mean, it does make sense that they desperately needed that garage to go up. And I'm so happy that it's ready. It's going to be ready. And, you know, it's weird. You know how people, they say that, oh, you know, if I get a raise, I'll be happy. If I get a raise, I'll be happy. And then they get the raise and they're like, well, I'm going to spend the raise. (laughs) Whatever money they get, they spend, right? Right. That's how I feel about Disney. And it's not Disney's fault because whatever space Disney makes available, people just fill up. Yeah. And so (laughs) I'm hoping that this ends well. Well, if you think about it, and this has, and this kind of has to do with it. So it was a new segment that we never touched on really because it happened a while back, but it was during Christmas and how that day the park was so full, they had to turn people away. Oh yeah, and they and they've done that right, in the past. Right. But I'm just saying every that's year. the sort of numbers that people are coming to Disney. Exactly. You know? Yeah, dude. It's so I can imagine nuts. that this parking garage is gonna be open and it's just gonna be you know. But that does make sense because when you are stuck in line, you see a trillion cars there and you're like, Well, everyone here's trying to get in Disney to find that one parking space. Right. You know, so Yeah, man. And you just Fight. You got to fight for it. And what's sad is that the lights that they have above each parking spot, they're starting to fail. They are. And I don't know if it's just because the cars, the, like the vehicles aren't heavy enough or what the deal is, but they're starting to fail because I was going up this. It could be time for maintenance. I mean, it just could be that simple, you know, because. Exactly. I mean, those things probably get, imagine how many times those things are used, you know. Right. Year round, daily, how many times they constantly go on and off. I mean, that's, that that makes sense. But there are times where you see a, it'll say full parking and you walk in, you'll see spaces. For days. Yeah. And you're like, what in the world is going on here? And then those people (laughs) will have it coned off. Yeah. And there's still spaces behind them, so I find it ridiculous. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. In the vein of expansion, right, mm-hmm. we are going to continue expanding with Disney's Riviera Resort. Okay? I got to be honest, amid everything that's coming out, I forgot this thing was coming out. And we are not here to talk about it because of really anything good. Unfortunately, oh boy. the reason we're here to talk about it is because on January 19th, you're going to be able to start buying DVC property at the Riviera Resort, right? One thing that people do a lot with their DVC membership is they'll get it and they'll say, you know what? I like it. It was fun while it lasted. I need a bounce. I had a medical emergency. I had whatever, and now I can't afford it. So they'll get on and they'll resell the property. Cool. Well, If you buy now, before the 19th, a policy for DVC, you will be able to use it at all the resorts. Hmm. Cool. And that's how it is right now. However, if you buy after the 19th, you'll be able to use the original 
15 DVC spots. But you will not be able to use Disney Riviera, period. You mm. cannot book there. It's odd, right? It's a really weird stipulation. So you can use all of them but that one. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Now you're probably like, well, it's all right. I'll wait for a little while. I'll wait till the Riviera is up on the resale market, and I'll buy that, and I'll be able to use them for all of the resorts. Disney thought of that, and they said, well, if you buy a contract where the Riviera is your home resort, that is the only place you can use the DVC points, which sucks. Yeah. That is that is horrible because my parents just went down to Hawaii and they stayed at Alani and they said it was beautiful. They loved it, but they used their points. And so essentially they got to go to Hawaii, stay in a gorgeous resort and it's not free, but in a way it's free. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, right. But if they bought this resale contract and it had the Riviera as the home resort, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Going back now real quick to the original 14, right? You buy one that has boardwalk on it after the 19th. You can use your points at the original 14 resorts, no problem. No problem whatsoever. But like I already said, you won't be able to use it at the Riviera. Odds are, moving forward, you won't be able to use them at any of the new resorts. That's a guess, but... Probable, you know, because with the Riviera, they're setting a precedent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And like I said, this is only for the resale market. This is only affecting that. So if you buy a new policy, buy it whenever you want. It doesn't matter. But the resales, they do have that stipulation, and I don't know how they're going to enforce it. It seems to me a little bit like Movie Pass. They're like, you can only go see one movie at a time. Yeah. And then they fixed it somehow. <laughs> Rest in peace, movie pass. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make buying them from the resale market much less enticing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Like, I'm going to still be spending the same amount of money to buy this contract for the Riviera, but I don't have any of these other resorts, but everybody else does have the Riviera, so... Riviera's really going to fill weird. up. It's, it's an odd really thing. Weird. I don't like it. I'm, I don't have DVC, so it doesn't really matter to me. But for those of you who have it or, you know, who are looking to get it, be aware of that. But if you buy it before the 19th, you're grandfathered in and you'll be able to use all of the resorts. You better move on it, people. You know, you and I spend a lot of time talking about Disney Springs. <laughs> yeah. And... I feel like that's fair because there's a lot to talk about down there. It's so fun to hang out in Disney Springs. Arguably, it's one of my favorite things to do in Disney. And you don't need to have a Disney pass for it. That's great. But I love it. <laughs> Let's talk about downtown Disney, though, out in California. It's getting a new restaurant called Ballast Point. The second part of that name is Brew House. Disneyland is finally getting a brewery. Good. Welcome to 2018, people. <laughs> <laughs> took them long enough. For real, man. It took them a while. Jeez. It took them a while. Yeah. I so. rejoice for you Californians. It's going to be opening up on the 16th. That's exciting, man. Whenever a new restaurant's opening up, that's exciting. Although I will say it's a little intimidating now because it is just one more thing I have to try whenever it is I get out to California. Yeah, 
Well, that's a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you could spend easily three, four, five days just in Disneyland in California. Yeah. Even though it's not nearly as big as Disney World, but you need to do everything because yeah. you're not necessarily coming back, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to have a 3,000 square foot outdoor beer garden. Wow. That's just... That's pretty awesome. It's things like that that make my heart rejoice, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just a good, good thing to read. Right. Granted, the beers may suck, but... Yeah, yeah, there's always that. Yeah, I don't think that I, that's going to be the case. No. <laughs> that's very exciting. There is a Spanish restaurant coming here, though, in Disney Springs, and it's called Haleo. It's Jose Andres' new Spanish restaurant. And it doesn't tell us much of anything, really, about the menu, but it talks a lot about the building. Yeah. I hope they're not kind of deflecting. I doubt that they would be. No, I don't think so. That's something that you release a little bit more closer to launch date, you know? Exactly. And the building is actually going to be really cool. <laughs> Dude, wa just walking into Disney Springs from, what is it, Lime Garage? Yeah. You can you co you go down the escalator and you pretty much walk straight and you you see it. It's a specimen to behold. <laughs> exactly. It looks really cool. It does. And they the way they explained it was it's like a plant. It's a living organism. They said that there are no straight edges. No, there isn't. Or right angles. I think that's very interesting, especially from the perspective of a building. Yeah. Well, it's I don't know if this I don't know if he's like from Barcelona or anything, but I know in Barcelona, Spain, they're very famous for their the artist over there, Gaudi. And he was very much inspired. That was all his architecture. Everything was plant inspired. No right he may I mean he made a house in Barcelona that's famous where there's not one right angle in there. It's just all a bunch of different shapes and turns and it's beautiful. And he and again his artwork was based and he has projects all throughout Barcelona, very famous in Spain, of being very uh nature inspired. Right, right. It's really cool. <laughs> I mean, even the church in Barcelona, the big one that the familia I forgot the name of the full name, but it's you walk inside the church and it is it looks nothing like your normal looking church. And the pillars are almost they look like tree trunks that go up into the ceiling and they branch out. So it, like they say, it's almost like walking through a forest and they have the stained glass in the ceilings that go really high up and it gives the look like the sun is coming through the a forest. Really cool. That's that, fantastic. I know that's nothing Disney inspired, but I'm saying I wonder if that's the reasoning for the architecture behind uh, Haleo. I'm sure it is, and just from what you've explained to me, but that sounds really, really cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up tonight. There's a documentary on it. Go watch it. <laughs> Thanks for the homework, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I said they gave us nothing to do about the menu? Mm -hmm. That was true. But they did say that they're giving us table service inside the restaurant. And then outside, they're going to give you street-style Spanish food. I'm happy with that. Man, I love street tacos. There's few things in the world better than street tacos. I love them. Mm -hmm. Tacos are more Mexican, though, buddy. <laughs> this is going to be Spanish. <laughs> 
I mean, they might, but I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. No, I, I don't see why they would have tacos in Spain. I mean, they might. Well, Chris, <laughs> uh, the way I feel about it is there is no better way to eat and contain all of your food than a tortilla. <laughs> you know, or a bowl. You know. But then a bowl, you have dishes, you have waste. It's a nightmare. <laughs> throw everything in a tortilla, you eat everything up, throw out a little napkin, you're good yeah. to go. See? There you go. It's going to be good stuff. I will, I'm looking forward to having like a nice little on-the-go paella. I wonder if that's even possible. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Not for nothing, but if I could get an empanada, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I'd be pretty excited about it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how Spanish the menu is going to be. Is it going to be a little bit more American-friendly, or is it going to be straight-up Spanish? Which I kind of hope they kind of do. I would like to see something a little different. It's not every day you do have a just Spanish-themed restaurant. You know what I'm saying? That's true. A lot of it is, you know, we get a lot of Mexican places and a lot of stuff like that, which... You know, which is fantastic, but it has a lot more of that Latin flavor and stuff like that. This is a lot more Mediterranean uh, styles of food, and it is a little bit different, but I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And Spanish, I know, uses a lot more oil than Mexican food. Well, it, olive oil is a big thing in, in just in the Mediterranean. Greeks, the Italians, the, even the French, they use it quite a bit. But, uh, dude, I know one of their big staples is... Pig, pork, jamon, you know, all that all that wonderful pig stuff. So and I'm on I, board for it. I ain't mad about it. I love pork. Mm-hmm. Bacon's delicious. <laughs> and that's the end for this week anyway. Wanted to say thank you all for listening. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on foxplaybox.com. We have a number of different shows in our network, and that's where you can find all of them. If you would, please favorite and subscribe. Leave a comment if you would. And if you already have, tell somebody else about us. Share us with a friend. Yeah, sharing is caring. And speaking of sharing and caring, uh, Palms and Parks released some cool shirts recently. That they did. And I know someone who designed the shirts. Who? You. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I did. I They did a really cool design for Groot, and I say they because I didn't come up with the design. Right, right. I would take credit if I did, but I didn't. It was Renee. She said, hey, I have this idea for a Groot shirt. I want it to be Groot beer, and I want it to look kind of like this. And I just took that idea, and I ran with it. And then we have a brand new shirt. And they have a number of different shirts coming out again. They are trying to build an audience and mm-hmm. go from there. So hopefully... Well, I know I'm getting some Groot's beer. I'd appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to do it for tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This is Bryce. And Chris. Saying have a good night. And may all your endings be happy. And, well, you know the rest. <laughs> <laughs>